Oh, I just figured out my problem. Yeehaw, Jester's dead. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation, broadcasting back here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. We are, of course, of course, in the heart of the universe that is Clarendon, and broadcasting from Studio 1A. I've got myself and one co-host and one co-host on the phone for episode 228. Across from me, it's Julie Cully. Julie, what's up? Hey, I wonder how long we're actually going to do this for when we're going to have Docs on the phone or do you think Docs like even when this thing all like kind of settles out, you think Docs is going to be at home forever? It's a good question. Let's ask him. Let's bring in our uh, other co-host on the phone. It's William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? I mean, to, to that point, being in the home studio is so much nicer when you guys show up 30 minutes late. <laughs> that's true. I guess that's which, true. Which did happen again today. Yeah. Yeah. Was it today? I thought we were like 10 minutes late today. Well, 10 minutes late from the last time you gave me, but the time has changed a couple times. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, It is an interesting question, Julie, that you uh, pose here as we sit here recording on Thursday, March 26th. Um, When things go back to normal, whatever that normal is, I I don't know if if people are going to just continue on the way they work or the way they broadcast. Uh, Yeah, I think Docs is just going to stay at home forever. I think he's going to actually perfect the way that this works with the the home recordings and that he's going to somehow make it that the audio is 10 times better than in person. And then he'll never come again. We'll never, ever see him again. You know, I mean, that's this is this is one part of it. But we are in 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 some trying times. And actually, the government has asked us for the good of the country to sacrifice one out of every three podcast hosts. And, you know, this has been weighing. He- I didn't hear that. Yeah. Yeah. It's on the news. It's been weighing heavily okay. on me. Uh, and after a lot of consideration, I've made a tough decision. On PTN, we have three hosts. The two of you have kids, you're married, you have a dog. Me, I'm all by myself. It's just me here, you know? So, yep. really, it's for the best. I volunteer. It's for the good of the people. For the good of the country and on behalf of PTN to sacrifice Chris Farley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be... That would be the good for the good of the show. I, I do kind of hog the mic. You guys would finally get a shot. Docs, you and me one day, we're just going to host this thing. I know. We're going to knock him off. Highest rated show ever, I bet. It'd be the highest rated show ever. Yeah. It might actually be really funny. It's a hard it's a hard job to do. We've we've done shows without Farley, and it's it's hard Thank to you. fill in Thank all you. that time. I, I'm, I'm hurting my It's arm hard to fill in all back. that fluff is what you're saying. <laughs> I'm not fluff. I'm all substance. I'm yeah. not a. Uh, I've I've uh, I've said this. You're not a filibuster. I'm not. A, I've said that before. <laughs> I was going to use that term. I'm not a filibuster. I can't stand filibusters. Sometimes you got to play the roles that they assigned us. It's true. <laughs> am I am I a filibuster? I'm not. I don't know. We'll let the audience decide. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, all right. Well, big show to get to. Uh, we are going to try to stay away from coronavirus uh, as much as possible because that's kind of all that everybody's talking about 
So we'll obviously touch on it because we touch on what's happening. No, don't in the touch world coronavirus. <laughs> Good point. All right. So we will talk about some coronavirus issues because there's many of them out there, but we're not going to be so focused uh, on that today. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Olympics, uh, which have been officially postponed. So I hope you weren't headed to Tokyo, Docs. Well, I wanted to. Yeah, I know. We, so, we and all, I still we, do. I'll I'll go I'll go again in in 2021. That's fine. Do you okay. know that uh, every time Tokyo hosts Olympics, something happens? Hmm. We should stop giving Tokyo the Olympics. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. I think that's an interesting discussion point on uh, the Tokyo okay. Olympics. Uh, also on today's program. Uh, we're going to be talking about um, what's going on in our lives. And again, sort of stay away from the coronavirus as much as we can, but uh, we'll talk about that. And also on today's program, excited to have Georgetown graduate Coach John Green is going to join us. Coach and professional runner. And professional runner. We'll catch up with John Green. Uh, Georgetown graduate from just a couple years ago, uh, recently in the news because his athlete, Molly Seidel, uh, made the Olympic team. And uh, we'll talk to him about, uh, you know, both of those topics, what he's doing, what Molly's doing, and uh, the Olympics that now have been postponed to 2021. So excited to have John on the program. Chris, can I, can I just point out something from a, from a programming standpoint? Mm-hmm. Every time you mention that we're not talking about coronavirus, <laughs> you're kind of bringing it to the forefront. Yeah, it's hard not to. I thought it was actually kind of funny that he suggested at the start of the show that we're not going to talk about it, but we have no yeah. idea where this show is going to go. Yeah, but like three times he's like, and and I hope everybody notices that we're still not talking about coronavirus, so it's off everybody's mind right now because we're not talking about it. Well, I'm going to attempt to steer <laughs> us away from from coronavirus. I want you. I'm going to challenge both. Then of you stop right- saying that word. <laughs> All right, I'm going to challenge both of you uh, to tell me something that's unrelated to that word that I'm not going to talk about. Maybe that's been in the news. Maybe that's happening in your life. Um, is there anything that isn't yes. dominated by COVID nineteen? Ah, why'd you do that? <laughs> uh, yes, we could talk about the weather. Yeah, this is a P- a PTN staple, which we haven't talked about in six months. The last time Joanna was on the show, yeah, dogs. We could talk about the dog we could running. Talk about dogs, yeah. Yep. It snowed this week. Yep, that's crazy. And now it's like 60 degrees today. So it's that, uh, it's that March. I think the March is, um, is it in like a lamb and out like a lion? I mean, maybe it's the other way around. Is that the saying? <laughs> I've never heard that saying in my saying, life. In I have like, no idea. March, in like a lion, out I like think a that's, lamb. I think the, yeah. the, the expression that you had is for spicy food. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you guys can't come up with anything... Uh, not I related. did. I said the weather. The weather I want to talk about beautiful. the weather. The the air is nice outside. It's really nice and breathable. Yeah. Um it's it's been delightful. The weather's getting perfect for running. Yeah. And I'll tell you there is a lot of people running. Definitely a lot yeah. of people running. So that's that's been I great, know. great to see. Um all right. Well, let's uh bring in our guest. Uh next up, he's a new coach. Uh, John Green, he went to Georgetown, was, you know, a, a star runner at Georgetown, multiple All-American, uh, star cross-country runner. Uh, 
you know, ran for the same club that Molly Seidel ran for. And then uh, they both branched off from the club. And John just started uh, giving her some advice and coaching her. And the next thing he knows, he's coaching a top three finisher at the Olympic trials in Atlanta. Molly Seidel's coach, John Green, he joins us next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Julie and Docs, we are excited to be joined on the phone by a recent runner-turned-coach who just coached his first Olympian, John Green. Is that accurate? John, how are you? I'm doing well. Yeah, no, I'd say, I'd say that, that's accurate. Yeah. I, mean, you're, 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 you, I mean, we knew you, obviously, Julie um, and Brandon coached here at Georgetown, but we knew you as a, a star runner. Um, but how new are you to this coaching thing? Yeah, no, I mean, um, pretty, pretty new. I'd say, uh, I started coaching Molly back in October of 2019 where we started working together. And so, um, since then I, that's, <laughs> that's basically when I uh, started doing it for the most wow. part. <laughs> so John's first athlete that he's ever coached <laughs> made an Olympic team six months later. You're either like the guru now or you're, or it's all downhill from or, here. Or you're, you're making the rest <laughs> of the coaches out there look bad, man. Dude, you're killing them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I, I think I have a feeling it's uh, a lot of luck there yeah. <laughs> with Molly's uh, with Molly's talent for sure. <laughs> um, awesome, man. Well, we're, we're, we want to catch up with what you're doing now. Um, um, kind of, we, we want to get the story of how you started coaching Molly. Uh, this whole podcast was at um, was was at the Olympic trials, and um, Docs, I, I want to say like, weren't we watching towards the end? And did we see like a, a Molly Seidel super fan towards the end? No, it was her. Well, yeah, it was a super fan. It was her sister. Oh, was it her sister? <laughs> I, her sister that was. We were really... like close to the finish line, and and her sister was like. Let me through, let me through. My sister's in second place. And Farley said no. I, you I, did? No, I did not. Oh, no, I'm gosh. just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's right. It was her sister. That's right. We were just, you know, we were deep uh, five people back and, mm -hmm. um, you know, watching the, the race. And um, I guess uh, none, none of the Seidel family had a, 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 the, the thought or, or uh, they didn't realize that she'd be in second place either. So they weren't prepared. They were just watching like the rest of us. Um, yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. So, all right, we'll get into that in a minute, but I, I wanted to take us back. So you, you, uh, a multiple all American at Georgetown, um, you run professionally for, uh, the freedom track club at Saucony. Um, when'd you start running for Saucony and kind of take us through, um, how that went there for you? Yeah, so um, I signed with Saucony back in 2018, in August of 2018, I believe, mm -hmm. um, under Tim Bro, who's a Freedom Track Club. Um, so I was there for a, I was there until November of 2019, um, and then Molly had signed back in summer or fall of 2018, I think. Um, so I think she'd been there for a full year before I had been there, um, and then. She ended up leaving back in October of 2019, and I followed her about a month, month and a half later. Um, and then, yeah, so that's so. That's did you want to just take a break from running, or are you just going to go do your own thing? What were you thinking about when when you left? 
basically, I just was thinking it, it wasn't working well between us. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he's an excellent coach. He's coached um, one of his women, Helen Schlachtenhaub, and she's uh, she's run like four or two or something like that in the fifteen. So um, he clearly like, clearly has uh, good coaching ability and whatnot. It's just um, it wasn't working well for me, and so we both agreed for the betterment of the team and myself that uh, we should kind of move on. And um, did you continue running or did you say, all right, I want to start coaching now? Yeah. So I kind of, I was coaching Molly at that time, but when I left, obviously, um, and I, I continued, I still had a contract with Saucony, um, but in actually the week before the trials, I got released from them for uh, when I was back in 2019, I was injured a decent amount. And mm-hmm. so I uh, didn't compete enough. And so I broke the contract technically. Got it. And so, um, so Molly's kind of running her own and you, you st- like, how does that conversation go? Like when you say, Hey, I've never coached anybody and you've won, <laughs> you've won NCAAs, but in cross, which is kind of a big deal. But, um, Hey, how about taking a chance on me? Yeah, no. So we, we've been out in, uh, like different training trips and we were friends before, like, uh, while we we're on the team, obviously. And so, um, we just kind of, I offered to her, we talked about training and whatnot and, um, how we like training and, uh, how, what we did before versus now and like the things we'd like now versus later and blah, blah, blah. And so she ended up leaving and I reached out to her. I was like, Hey, if you have any idea, if you need any help with like workouts or anything like that, um, I'd be interested in helping or whatever, uh, capacity you want and whatnot. And so she was like, yeah, that sounds great actually. And so we sat down at a, a coffee shop and basically, talked out um for about two hours or so everything training that she enjoyed doing training that worked well for her training that didn't work well for her and basically her entire like running history essentially Mm -hmm. um just to get a better understanding and um it's pretty similar to how i was coached um at georgetown um which is not super super high intensity Mm -hmm. um just kind of um doing a lot of threshold stuff like that for the most part. Um, and so we worked well and we basically took it on a two week by two week basis. Um, and and so, at this yeah. time, are you, are you shooting for the, I mean, she wasn't necessarily a marathon marathoner. This was her first marathon yeah. at the Olympic trials. Yeah. When, when you guys are mapping it out, are you shooting for the marathon or what are you thinking? No. So we were just shooting to be healthy in all mm-hmm. honesty, especially when I started working with her uh, back in October, she was dealing with a hip issue. Um, she had just gotten surgery, I think it was that past summer, to basically, I I don't fully understand it, but basically um, she had a, a fracture before in her hip, I believe, mm-hmm. that hadn't fused properly together. Um, and so she just had surgery to take, maybe it was bone marrow and put it back into it. I don't fully understand it. But yeah. so she was coming back from running and that was still like an issue where she was still feeling her hip here and there. And so that was kind of our main focus. And then um, she'd always wanted to see what she could do in the marathon, but we were just, so we planned out a, um, we're going to do the San Antonio half as a setup for, um, uh, what was it? Houston, the Houston marathon. Got it. And so, and then she got her Olympic trials qualifier um, at San Antonio. And so we kind of reassessed and we were like, all right, well, um, it'll just be a good, like, set up for the 10k team um just to build strength stay healthy 
um, and just build like a super big aerobic base, basically. Um, so the Houston, so that's, the Houston marathon would have been in what, what time frame? Um, that that was about eight weeks out. That was eight weeks out from uh, the trials. Wow. So it was so, like so, mid, so, mid January. I mean, that decision alone, I mean, she would not have made the team had she had run a, I wouldn't think. So props yeah, on that, no. that decision from pulling her from that. Um, well, we were just doing it for fun. <laughs> That's the thing is like, we were just doing it because it seemed like, yeah, why not? Like, let's, like, the trials are obviously something so special and that only happens every four years. Like, all right, let's, let's try it. Let's go for it. And, um, you know, it'll close the window a little bit on the 10 K. Um, like we kind of have to come back quickly after it, but other than that, like there's no real downside to it. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so, so you, it just fascinates me that you've never run a marathon. Um, you've never Correct. really coached anybody. <laughs> I mean, this is Correct. just, can you like, grasp but you guys are probably about the same age you're in your mid tw- or tw- we're both 25 25 yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah this is just crazy well i think probably. i'm gonna i'm gonna interject here okay. for a second and then docs please yes i and this is what i think is actually kind of cool about this situation is like the way john describes it is like he's giving the athlete so much autonomy mm-hmm. in helping decide what it is that's worked and not worked in the past like a lot of times when you go to work with a new coach it's like this is the way we do things. You're going to do things the way we do things. And when you have kind of your own personal coach, essentially, it's like, all right, well, what's worked? What hasn't worked? What do you like? What do you not like? And suddenly you're designing something that they're bought into and they're excited about because they already know it works, you know? And so there's something super cool about just like breathing life back into the athlete by giving them the space to do what they love. I think that's true. All right, Doxy had a point. I don't know if you want to follow that up, though, because I think that was a good point. Well, you're not USATF certified, or, or at <laughs> least at least you weren't. And you weren't taking the classes, you weren't taking the tests, but you you uncovered, like, one of the great life hacks. Can you tell us about that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, obviously I wasn't – I didn't, hadn't taken – I've done the uh, – background check and then uh safe sport quarter uh, like certification i had mm-hmm. done both of those um but it's a three-part um certification where the third part is usatf education certification um and so but there is uh kind of like what you alluded to was there's a uh, a loophole you want to call it a loophole or like an exemption basically if you coach somebody who meets x y or z in a race um if if they're an ncaa champion there's a bunch of them um and so if they're there might be like first team all america there's a bunch of different exemptions it's not just um uh the road race one and so i had joked with molly beforehand saying hey like because the courses are they're kind of expensive and it's a lot of time and so oh julie took them they take forever yeah yeah and i was watching the kids when she's out there it's it's all yeah i'm with you I mean, I don't want to yeah. minimize. They were they were good. I I don't want to get people at USATF to get upset with me. No, Julie. it's fine, it John. Yeah. You wouldn't have changed anything you'd done <laughs> yeah. by taking those courses. Okay. All right, so sorry to interrupt. <laughs> Go ahead, John. Yeah. So um, yeah. So I I joked with her saying, hey, if you if you get top three, I, I that that checks the box for me, and so I don't have to do courses. <laughs> and so and it was a joke and. Um, yeah, <laughs> and, sure I, and I, now I, you I, don't have to take the courses. Way to go! I know, I know. And so it's uh, it's funny. I'm 
Julie knows, uh, especially I got a uh, Spanish exemption for not being too good at Spanish at Georgetown. And so uh, oh, I needed that. One of my fr- one of my college. old teammates uh, texted me saying after he read a recent article saying <laughs> you're always trying to get the exemption for uh, <laughs> the different. You're, education. You're always finding a way, John. You, you you're always finding both, a way. Like, you and me. But I knew we had something big time in common. I, I'm, I'm with you. Um <laughs> So, all right, let, before we get to, to her finishing top three, um, had you had aspirations of being a coach? I mean, was that in your mind when you were at Georgetown? Um, kind of, yeah. So I, I got my master's in sports industry management. Okay. So I did think that was kind of uh, an option or uh, an interest of mine of somewhere where I, I was kind of interested in going with my uh, future career. Um, but... Not that I always liked learning about the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, while, while Mike Smith um, was there as the director, I always thought his training was uh, very interesting. And I always tried to like understand and kind of, because it was kind of different than what Bonzi was doing. And so I tried to understand. So Mike, for the audience, Mike coached yeah. the, uh, Mike is now the director at uh, NAU. He coached the women. Uh, Julie was a, an assistant with Mike and then Brandon Bonzi. Uh, coached you and the men's team. So just for yeah. context. And, and Coach Henner. And, and Coach Henner. Yeah, and C- Coach yes. Henner was the one who recruited you, yes. Yes, correct. Yeah, so I always tried to – I understood Bonzi's training pretty well because I was living it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I was always interested in the different training philosophies and theories and whatnot. And so I've always been interested in uh, why people do what they do and, mm-hmm. um, like, how it works for certain athletes and whatnot. So I'd always been curious about things. Um but just from a, a learning standpoint of why, basically. Um, so you, I'm going to go hop ahead. in here go for ahead. a second. Yeah. So um, yeah. I always have to ask permission, John, when I'm going to hop in. <laughs> if I'm going to cut off Chris. <laughs> so I got the go, go ahead yeah. here. Um, you know, one of the things I think, you know, having been around John and um, when he was at Georgetown, John is someone who, and this is probably, this is probably the reason why we should get our boys slinging shoes eventually. Yep. Mm-hmm. John <laughs> has worked in customer service his whole life, right? Yep. Through his family yeah. business. <laughs> and he's the type of guy who like, you know, a lot of guys in college are kind of like a little sheepish around the coaches. They don't necessarily like maybe their sure. own individual coach and stuff. But John is like someone who walks up to you and he like looks you in the eye Engages. and he's like super engaging. Yeah. Right. And just as a person, like as a teammate, you could see the way that John interacted with the guys on the team. Mm-hmm. He was like, he was basically like Bonzi's go-to yep. to like, you know, kind of preach what it was that we were doing in the direction we were going as a program. Like John was that person. So, you know, whether he had aspirations of coaching or not, I think John is, was a coach, was you natural. know, he was just kind of that person in the program who you'd go to. If you're like, John, we need to do this. He'd be like, okay, we'll, we'll make it happen. So it was, it, I, I guess all of us who know you from that angle, like this isn't really a surprise, but it's also such a tribute to you. Um, you know, working with somebody like this and kind of what I said before, like, I just think there's something really special about just a person, right? Not necessarily like now you're crowned a coach, John, because you've coached an Olympian. <laughs> I haven't coached an Olympian. Bonzi hasn't coached an Olympian. Um, but it's, it's just a different, um, it's a different way of looking at coaching when it's just about that human connection. And I always felt like that was something that was really special about you. Like every once in a while you find Thank you. a young man or a young woman who just engages the coaches in a different way. And you're like, there's usually something in their upbringing that's like brought them to that space. 
part of it is John has wonderful fa- family, yep. but he's also worked customer service his whole life. He's learned how to engage people, talk to people, understand what they need, understand what they want, and like help them in that right, direction. I feel better about this now, John, because you've made it look so easy. So I, now that I know that it wasn't so easy, I feel be- I feel better. And so all the other coaches who are out there who are grinding and um, hoping for, to, to ever coach an Olympian. Um, so uh, you, you, you train Molly. I get it. You're training Molly. You guys are, are really collaborative. Uh, you get her to the starting line um, uh, February 29th in Atlanta. And um, you got to feel pretty good about where she is fitness-wise. What are you thinking her chances are? Yeah, so um, I, I spoke to her early in the week on like Monday or Tuesday of that week and just kind of gave her a game plan of basically – game plan was I, I had joked with one of my other former teammates scott carpenter and i told her the joke of um that we're not going to take the lead until mile 26 um and so i kind of told her that that basically I, I i just stay out of the wind and um do nothing um because that's going to have the it's a championship race in the end and sure uh fast times don't really matter right. if uh if you're top three or not you know what i mean and so and then on what is it? The race was Saturday. Yeah. Race Saturday. was Saturday. Um, so Friday we sat down and kind of like a final briefing for like five minutes. I was just like, Hey, listen, I think, um, you're on a, like anywhere from third to 12th. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing kind of looking at the field, seeing how everybody like what their previous races were and stuff like that. Um, obviously it was a very good women's field. And so uh, obviously we were just kind of, I was trying to hope and set up that, basically if if you're in 10th or 20th at the time it's it's okay like everything's fine the world's not falling apart around you basically um just to kind of keep that positive momentum within your head um she actually told me later after the race that she was thinking she was going to finish in the teens so i guess i was a little <laughs> ambitious in her mind because you said uh, three to 12 wow yeah i said i i thought i looked at the race and i saw three to 12 but sure. um yeah. <laughs> so, um, how, how did you feel? Um, I'm sure Molly was, was nervous and maybe she wasn't, but how did you feel that Saturday morning? I was stressed out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I was, I, I'd been up since three thirty. 30. Wow. Uh, I like didn't sleep that week before. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I actually, I rented a bike from somebody down in Atlanta. And so, I went out on the course at like 6 a.m. right when light was coming up and I just I biked the course just mm-hmm. to try to like get a final look at it and see if there's anything I could see that was good to pass on to Molly. And, yeah, and what, no, time did, what time did what time did the race start? 12:20. So you were up at 3. Wow, biking at at yeah. 6 and yeah, 12:20. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> now you know what I we just, felt, John. Now you're finally on the other <laughs> side to know, like, everybody thinks the coaches, like, just sit back yeah. and relax the morning of and just let it all <laughs> let it all happen. I've never apology. been so nervous in my whole <laughs> life as an athlete. I uh, turned coach. I was like, being an athlete was easy. Yeah. I only had to control yeah. myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually. I I I didn't get it until um, – until that 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 week leading up to where I kept waking up at like three thirty or four in the morning. Oh no! <laughs> so, so so you you visualize the course in the morning. What are your last kind of words to to, to her? Um, it's still third to twelfth place. Or what what are you saying to her? What are the what are the final things that Coach Green tells Molly to in the, the, that that ultimately helped her become uh, the, the Olympian that day? So I think I like to think I had a huge part in this last <laughs> part. Was uh, so she she didn't have uh, she broke her hairband. 
And Ooh. so I had to go to CVS and Walgreens or Walgreens or whatever yep. and get uh, get hairbands for her. So I like to think that's that's probably the most important thing I did that day. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it actually like, might I be. I got her hairbands and I said good luck and that was it. That's awesome, dude. Hair hairbands replacement hairbands are are pretty big. There was like uh, in the Olympics in Rio. Yep. Emma Coburn and um, Evan J- Yeager. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah, had a whole exactly. hairband thing going. There's no doubt that was key. There's something to this. <laughs> Something to the hairband. Yep. I know, yeah. Um, so maybe you're right. Maybe I should get into the hairband. Yeah. <laughs> so, you're, so you're riding around on the bike uh, the day. Uh, what do you What are you thinking as the, the race is unfolding and you see your athletes? Uh, your athlete is in contention. Good. I mean, to be honest with you, I like the first couple laps. Nothing was really happening. She was just there. Yeah. Um, and so I was just kind of yelling at her to again tuck in uh, because I did see some women up front just kind of blocking the wind and do, not doing any like movement, not pressing super hard, just kind of like being up front. So I was just trying to encourage her to just do nothing, stay back. And then um, the move was made kind of up one of the final hills, like on that out and back section. And so I just, I lost her at that point. I was trying to get around to the extra add on loop. Um, and so I saw her out there so basically you basically you and her family members like we saw her sister just had no access because i I would think (laughs) you would have like access to the finish line and 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 some sort of i don't know some sort of official relationship with the race that's not the case yeah well that this is where the whole uh coaching thing comes in it's very helpful to be credentialed (laughs) (laughs) and you weren't credentialed gotcha i was not credentialed I, i had a family uh and friends pass but that only got you into um kind of next to the finish line like the finish line shoot but that was jam-packed with right. a bunch of people oh, yeah. and so yeah <laughs> wow um so you see her uh in the lead with uh what's the, the woman who ultimately won uh alephine alephine yeah alephine so yes. uh i mean they're pretty much stride for stride and at what point do you know that she's going to make the olympic team unless something catastrophic happened I saw her at like 22 mm-hmm. and I saw how far back she was and or how far back um, Sally Kipiego was. Yep. Um, so I was like, oh, okay, that's, um, that seems pretty safe. Um, but yeah, I mean, as soon as I, I sprinted as fast as I could on the bike back to the finish line. So I was looking at it on my phone and it, I saw the gap had opened to about a minute at mile 24 or 25. And so I was like, all right, if anything, something disastrous would have to happen um, for her not to make this team basically. And so I was pretty happy. And uh, at that point I was, I was hoping she won, obviously right. um, I was hoping she was going to get the win. And obviously that didn't happen, but uh, that's still, I'm yeah, still very happy. I, I, I'm, I'm, take me, put, put me in your mind, um, you know, at mile 22, when you're like, oh, my athlete's going to make the Olympic team. Um, are you, do you call your parents or something? Like, what do you, what do, you do? Call a good friend? Are you texting people like crazy? Um, like, wh- are you just not communicating with anybody and not trying to jinx it? Like, wh- where your, where's your head at? So I, after I got to the finish line, I, I called my mom because I knew she was watching the race. And so I was just trying to make sure that the splits I was seeing were correct with uh-huh. what she was seeing on the video feed. Yep. Um, cause, yeah, and so then... Then after that, it was like, okay, yeah, she's in second, and it looks like she's or second or first, and she's definitely like gonna be top two. And so then it was just a waiting game, waiting her for her to finish, and um, 
trying to get into the Finnish corral <laughs> and get like be able to see her and get her family in. Uh, we kept we had they were given friends and family like wristbands, red ones, like just and whatnot, and so. Uh, we kept passing them back, just trying to get as many Seidel's <laughs> and family and friends back into the like friends and family area. Docs, we should have followed uh, Molly's sister. We maybe would have gotten yeah, yeah, missed opportunity right there. <laughs> um, plus, plus, we're really good with the pass back. <laughs> I know we can do the we could have done the pass back. We're pros at that. Yeah. Uh, so, John, it's uh, there's a great picture on your Instagram. It's Go Green XC. Uh, so, f- give John a follow. Go Green XC of mm-hmm. you embracing Molly uh, at Centennial Olympic Park. Um, was that the from that what, that picture was probably the first time you saw her? What what was that like? What did you say to her when uh, you guys uh, finally connected? Basically, you did it. Um, <laughs> there might have been some choice words in right, there, right, um, right? But yeah, basically, you did it and. Uh, yeah, and then basically, yeah, it was it was wild. I was basically, I gave her a hug and then kind of stepped back and let everybody else sure. like, <laughs> just embrace her. Um, and then I actually, like, 10 minutes after that, I ended up running and meeting up the, with the guy who I borrowed the bike from because I had a feeling the rest of, like, the day was going to get, like, more hectic. I didn't Nuts. know where I was, what was right. going to happen. And so I just, like, met up with him real quick, dropped off the bike, and then um, she ended, I had to go into media, the, like, media... Um, forum panel thing with her did, did you tell the guy that that uh you borrowed the bike from did you tell him that your athlete just qualified for the olympics <laughs> yeah, or was that like a normal exchange no it was totally normal he had no idea he didn't really understand <laughs> knew, know that like the marathon was happening it seemed like <laughs> like he was like i told him that i was i emailed him and saying hey like i'm i'm interested in renting your bike because of the olympic trials and he was like oh there's the olympic trials and i was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's great i love it i that's, love it that's awesome all right so um i mean just obviously congratulations uh, molly Thank seems you. i we'll have to get molly on the show at some point maybe you can help broker that for us uh she seems like an amazing I think I help. <laughs> amazing uh individual um but yeah. uh, I, I'm interested kind of, um, and, and we started the show and we didn't want to talk a lot about coronavirus, but obviously that's mm-hmm. changed everything. Um, yeah. So you had this amazing moment and take us through the past couple weeks as the Olympics have uh, you know, ultimately been, been, been postponed. Yeah. Um, so we, we have been focused on, she wants to do a fast 10K. And mm-hmm. so, and that's been, she hasn't done a 10K in a, a year or two. And so on the track. And so we were still setting up and she came out of the marathon feeling really good. And so we still had that plan of like, all right, let's start building up and we're doing mileage right now and, uh, get ready, see if we can run a fast 10 K without any pressure on it, obviously. Um, and then everything kind of over the last week or two has really changed that. And we're basically just, we're still doing the same thing we would have done even if there wasn't, um, coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And so we're just, yeah, the only thing that will change is we're going to just do some easy workouts and uh, more fartlek style workouts instead of track uh, like mile repeats or something like that. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to take it as is and kind of look to for new races, basically. How <laughs> difficult has it been on you and Molly, like emotionally uh, this past week? Um, I think it's been a little difficult. Um I know she feels like it was the right call. I, I do too. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely, it's hard cause it opens up a whole new like can of worms with uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Um, being with 
um, kind of the first question I had was, are they going to run the next, like run the Olympic trials again? Again. Uh, yeah. Especially like that would obviously be just devastating. Yeah. Um, and have, have you heard anything about that? Yeah, I've heard like here and there, it sounds like popular opinion is that that would be really dumb to do. Um, <laughs> I think I would so, lay in the middle of the street and like build a human wall yeah. and not let it happen. <laughs> I, I think that's the most I'm ridiculous thing. To, what it takes yeah. to make yeah. the Olympic team is obscene. Yeah. Whether it's six months from now or a year and a half from now, that has nothing to do with the athletes. They did everything right. Yeah. No, I was just saying, hopefully they can come out soon with a, uh, like, the definitive of what their plan is but obviously there's so many other things that are going into there that they have to deal with before this you know what i mean and so uh yeah that's uh <laughs> i understand that they also have a ton on their plate not just this so. right have you guys considered with with all of this extra time uh just letting molly let herself go and and have like this huge weight gain uh so that when she goes to the olympics in in 18 months she doesn't resemble herself. <laughs> Tim. Uh, I, I don't think that's something. Have, John's a rookie coach, but I'm not sure he's concerned. Yeah, yeah I don't think. Uh, oh, that, that's probably one of those ideas in the courses you didn't have to take. No, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was chapter seven. So, so John, you'll get a, you'll get an idea of of the the dynamics of our show here. Uh, hopefully, you, you you listen to our show, but uh, Docs brings a little levity, um, which is which is always good. Um, yeah. Back to the logistics and, here, and, and I control. Well, not, always. Yeah. Not, yeah. Always, not always, not always, Chris. Um, I, uh, John, can you tell me a little bit about like you guys have obviously severed from the the Saucony group now? Mm-hmm. Um, are you still trying to run? Are you still trying? Because I'm concerned about you, John Green, like our you know big time you know cross country 10k runner coming out of Georgetown. Yeah, are you? hanging it up now or are you thinking you know you're going to focus on this for a little while and then uh where where do you guys train like if you're talking about track workouts like where are you training because it seems like everybody i know is getting kicked off tracks are you just not going to tell us because you know the one open (laughs) track that's available yeah similar to i have listened to the show and i'll prove this by doc secret um grocery store yes (laughs) all right all right there we go nice nice good you're getting points buddy there you go so you have a secret Um, track no i mean there's in boston there's a ton of people running right now actually but um like you go out down onto the charles river and there's just more people than ever um so but we're just we're right now we're not doing any track work as things if we start trying to do track work then i'm sure we'll probably run into a couple hurdles there um but yeah we might go out to central mass in all honesty where things are a little more rural and not all the tracks have gates and fences that are 10 feet high you know what i mean so um we might try doing that but as of right now yeah we're not trying to do any track work so we're just taking it easy and, and, and your relationship yeah. with saucony is, is obviously molly's sponsored but uh there, mm-hmm. there isn't a a uh a concrete relationship with with what you guys are doing yeah no i mean she has a concrete relationship with them um she's obviously like you said still sponsored still has her contract um uh yeah and i do not so i don't have a a relationship with them right now yeah. um but yeah no i am i'm taking a, a couple like I'll probably take a month off or so, just kind of uh, enjoying some free time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but then, I mean, it was 
personally, it was kind of a blessing for me where uh, I'm excited. I, I'm going to try to train for the Olympic trials 10K and try to um, – make the like make the trials and so, yeah which which for our audience i mean john is a, an athlete who could definitely make the olympic trials um which i assume i guess will be held in 2021 i mean there, yes, there's no <laughs> in theory uh, 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 yeah uh, there's no there uh, i haven't heard so is that true is it going to be in eugene in 2021 just pushing back a year is that is that what usatf and everybody's come out with uh i saw something saying track town usa was going to do that okay. um but i don't think it, i don't know who said that in track town years I, I just i've heard that it's gonna be postponed and just kind of assumed it was yeah. gonna be postponed to 21 but um yeah that would make yeah sense. i think the whole thing with the they're trying to figure out is the whole world championships in 21 at eugene as well and yeah <laughs> uh, it's a mess yeah yeah um all right john so you're 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 training um you're 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 still you work, uh, tell, tell us about your, um, before we let you go here, tell us about your, your mm-hmm. you work at your family's, uh, hardware store and they're in Massachusetts outside Boston. Is that true? Yep. We're on actually, we're on like mile 15 or so of the marathon course. Wow. Um, so we're right at where route 16 intersects, um, route nine greens hardware. Cool. Check us out. Um, nice. <laughs> give a cool. plug, but yeah, no, I, and you I guys work, are open um, for business now and, and how's that going? Yep. It's been good. Yeah, it's been good. Um, people are still doing home projects. A lot of people obviously buying a lot of cleaning supplies yep. um, and uh, the masks and gloves that we have just trying to stay safe and uh, um, not spread any diseases yeah, to other sure. people. Seems like people are already done with their honey-do list, though. Like, what are they going <laughs> to do the next couple of weeks? You can always paint another room. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Are you handy, John? I am just so not handy. I, I just can't. He's I, the least handy person. Yeah. I'm the one who fixes she things does. in the house. So, I mean, if there was like a, and uh, I don't know that that's saying much either. Right. If there was, you know, uh, uh, you know, drywall that needed to be put up. I mean, that seems pretty heavy duty. To hey, me. let's could not you... talk about sophisticated. <laughs> How about hang a picture on a wall? Yeah. Could you do both those things, John? I could. I, I've done. Um, I have fixed a couple walls at wow. uh, Georgetown and whatnot. So wow. Um, yeah. I don't even want to ask why you had to fix walls, no. John. Please don't tell I, me. I, th- I think that's. I think that's smart. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. maybe you can tell me now that you're a couple no, years no, out. No, but... The statue of limitations is up on that. Yeah. 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 Um, all right, John. Well, uh, thank. This has been great to connect with you. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm just thrilled that you're a listener too. Man, that just warmed my heart. Um, congr- <laughs> congratulations. I mean, thank you. really. Quite unbelievable uh, what what happened uh, out there with you and, and Molly, and I, I think um, you you probably didn't realize, but you became one of the stories of the uh, you and her became one of the big stories of the Olympic trials because uh, I have to say we did a show in Atlanta, and um, I have to say mm-hmm. uh, the three of us docs, Julie and I, all predicted our teams. And your athlete didn't make any of our lists. Yeah, but we also turned back the, the clock a little bit and said maybe any of us should have been a little bit more schooled in what people's yeah, fitness were. Right. We were just like, that's, that's this person sounds thing, good. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys just didn't text me. You I, know, I know. I know. You we would have, have the inside scoop. Well, we would have known a lot yeah, more. I mean, you would have given us third to 12, though. I don't know if I would have followed that. But, I mean, she <laughs> did beat some amazing – I mean, you know, the, the, the field, yeah. like you said, I mean, there was, uh, you know, a Boston Marathon champ, Molly – there's Molly H- – and Des – Molly Huddle and uh, – 
you know, the, I think my team like was Sisson. It was, yeah. It's safe to say it was a, it was a loaded field for yeah, sure. Yeah, I would. I which would which makes that accomplishment field. that much more impressive. Yeah, it really does. Hey, John, who's coaching John Green? Uh, John Green is coaching John Green. I think Julie wants to say no, no. (laughs) Yeah, no. I'm one for one. I'm trying to go two for two. Yeah, (laughs) John, Bonzi and I are going to be on top of you now, though, because we we want to make sure that you take care of yourself on top of it too. That you're, you know, if you've got that goal of next summer, we're going to be checking in with you to make sure that you're staying on top of your training too. Yeah. Uh, and and then finally, last question, John. Now, are, are, is this like explode? Is this going to be an exploding business for you now that you? Uh, I know. Are you getting inquiries? I, you've got to be right. <laughs> I'm trying to get in shape again, John. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm totally kidding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I've gotten a couple people who asked me to coach them. Nice. Um, and so I've been talking to them, but then um, I'm just kind of waiting for the NCA. Uh, coaching situation to open up and see. Yeah. Um, if any jobs become available for that. Or oh, I hear a plug coming in here. Yeah, okay. okay. Yes, All right. Do. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so we'll see. That's your options kind of, are open. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for right now. Cool. And maybe NCA or not, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. So, well, you've got a good start to your career, my man. Uh, awesome Thank stuff. You. I all right, John, uh, really appreciate Again, congratulations to you and Molly, and we look forward to catching up with you uh, in the future. And with what you're doing, what, with what she's doing, uh, it's just an amazing accomplishment. Thanks, John. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate right. it. Of course. There Bye, he goes. John. That's John Green, Georgetown graduate, and, of course, the coach of Olympian Molly Seidel. He joined us on Pace the Nation. We're going to take a quick break and be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Coach John Green for joining us today on Pace the Nation. Uh, give him a follow. It's GoGreenXC on Instagram. Got some great pics of him from the Olympic trials, and he is still running. There's some uh, good pictures of him running as well. Maybe some of his Georgetown days, uh, Julie. Always love seeing those. We'll pull up some from the Georgetown days. Yeah, we'll pull up some of the Georgetown days, and we'll tweet it, tweet those out at uh, Pace the Nation. Um, so, Docs, I, I uh, I'd forgotten that was uh, Molly Seidel's sister. So I, we we went quickly over that story, um, but you and I yeah. were like at the finish line, like five rows back, and yeah, tell tell us that story well, we, again. It was such. I a mean, good we weren't we were not at the finish line. The, the okay. finish line, you you had to have credentials or whatever. We were we were with the common folk. <laughs> That's just, right. Just out on the street, and we were so far back. There there were too many people, like crowding that area. But this girl comes in, kind of like screaming and and excited, and let me through, let me through. And at first, you're thinking like. This is this is like the three hundredth person that's been tried to push their way through <laughs> us to get a better view, but she's she's holding a big sign I think and and says that's my sister my sister's in second place and immediately everybody parts and let her up and then uh, somebody told her like if you just go down this way then you, you can get to the f- friends and family zone and so she so she moved back and when she vacated we moved up. Because we always take advantage. We, yeah, of course. We took advantage of that uh, little opening. Uh, but so yeah. she'll probably listen to the show and um, 
I just want to clear for the record. I did move out of the way. Um, well, I mean, like, to, if if you the the record, you were staring at your phone, oblivious <laughs> to everything going on. It's because I was watching the race on my phone, not because I was. Like, I know texting. I know you would have walked into traffic if they hadn't shut everything down. <laughs> That's probably true. Um, oh, can can I also say like? We we talk way too much about Georgetown. Let's give Molly uh, yes, Molly yes. A, a shout out. She she went to Notre Dame College. Yes, I, I think that that we'd like to give another college some some airtime. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, that's a direct competitor with me, so I don't know about yeah. that, Docs. Uh, and, well, and, maybe you should go back and listen to some shows and understand why that's funny. Yeah, Notre Dame College. Oh, is I the know shot. the Notre Dame yeah. College yeah, yeah, versus it's, it's the a, Notre Dame University. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a good shot. Um, she did go to, she did, if you're, if you're a fast runner and your name Molly, uh, you probably yeah. should, should go to Notre Dame college. Yes, I would agree. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thanks again to John Green for joining us on today's program. Um, so we touched on it with him and, uh, and we talked about the Olympics that were, uh, scheduled for this summer in Tokyo. I mean, mm-hmm. how crazy is it that the Olympics are going to be postponed? I mean, it's just—it's so disappointing. I look forward it's to the normal. Olympics. <laughs> what? What's? What's normal? Yeah, and you're going to tell us why it's normal. Every time Tokyo hosts the Olympics, something happens. And globally. And and, and what? Uh, explain to me that. I don't remember the last time they hosted. The last time they hosted the Olympics was 1940. Okay. What What do you think was going on in the world in 1940? Julie is. Uh, Looking at me like I really should know. A world war. A world war. World war there war you two. go. World War Two. Yes. Yeah. World War Two. Yeah. It ended in 1942, I believe. Well, it no, ended it in 45, but, but okay. it's fine. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> See, I, I should just keep my mouth shut on that. Stuff, 39 to 45. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, yeah, so yeah, the last time the last time Tokyo hosted the Olympics, it was actually outright canceled. Wow. Okay. So they never had a chance to host. So the pretty wow. much, we should never award Tokyo the Olympics again, is what we're saying. I agree, Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is it is crazy that that is uh, the case that they had it canceled then too. Uh, but it's also super disappointing. I mean, I I look forward to you know we we went to the Olympic when Julie ran the Olympics and in London. I mean, that was one of the best weeks ever. I mean, Docs and I, with another buddy from college, were we were uh, in a tiny one room somewhere in London, but literally one of the best weeks ever. Especially since we had access to all of Julie's um, uh, credentials to go to all these parties. Well, I didn't. <laughs> I thought you came in with me with those, but uh, no, you ditched us. Yeah. So um, you know, it is the way to travel to these Olympics is to is to get the credentials from an Olympian. So. Um, that's why I think it's in our, in our best interest to buddy up with uh, Molly Seidel over the next uh, yeah. year. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, what's crazy? Yeah, but what what good is she going to do us? Her, her coach couldn't even get in. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> what's crazy about the postponement too is that they're estimating just postponing it, not canceling it, but postponing it will cost uh, Tokyo six. Is it billion dollars? Wow. Um, it's not $6 million. That's for sure. It's definitely more than no, six. No, I'm double checking though. If it's, 
Yeah, six billion. Japan is faced with the possibility of six billion in economic losses if Tokyo Summer Games do not proceed as planned. Oh, if they don't go yeah. on at all. No, I think yeah, that's just. I think that's the postponement. No, they'll get their money later. Also, money is fake. It's something we made up. It's not a real thing. People's lives are real. Yes. Well. well, Okay, docs. Well, (laughs) I I think that's a whole wormhole that I don't know if I want to go down, but I I, kind of get where you're coming from. But uh, to me, I just wanted to focus on how crazy and disappointing it's going to be. We're already dealing without baseball right now, um, which it would have been opening day today. Uh, I can't believe that hockey or basketball is going to come back. Uh, now, they will. They'll, they'll both have playoffs in the summer. You think they'll have playoffs? All right. I hope so. I, honestly, this is this is this is my whole thing right here. Like, I don't understand why it, it's all about television. And right now, you have a captive audience, and you're talking about billions and billions of dollars. Why can't the problem is because nobody's as smart as me. Like all these people that are in charge and <laughs> all this true. kind of stuff. They're a bunch of morons. But like there are ways to to organize ourselves where you get all these professional athletes if they want to. You know, it's it's their choice that they could opt into this, but you could have these these leagues where you essentially sequester the the athletes and they could they could compete in completely closed stadiums you don't have to have uh an audience and just do it all for tv and and everybody who's who's involved with these competitions you you just keep them isolated you could do stuff like this well they obviously all have access to testing too like the pro athletes are getting tested long (laughs) before the american public so they might as well just have like testing each day before they go out on the court or the field and then they play. Well, I don't know. Like, I mean, each day we can't do it, but per week, once a week, once every other all right, week. I don't hate the idea. How about this other wacky idea, though? Is that the the world champs, which aren't as big of a deal, obviously, but they are a big deal to the athletes, happen in 2021. So what happens to that? Right. That's the question. What if we did the world champs in 2020? I mean, the athletes were preparing for the Olympics anyway. Push back. The world, uh, the Olympics, dude, which will be the dude. I think you're missing the point. <laughs> well, I mean, but you could do it fanless at Eugene, do because they were going to do the World Championships in Eugene for track. Just do those fanless, and then the you know the Olympics. I get it. You don't want to do that fanless. You want to have the build up. You want to have take advantage of all the of everything that the Olympics brings. But the uh, world champs just do that fanless at Eugene in 2020. Why not? Well, be- there's a lot of reasons, but uh, a lot my, of it yeah. a lot of it has to do with the fact that no one can train right now. They can't train properly. That the runners can't train properly. The track athletes can't pr- train properly. Julie, have you been outside? Everybody's training. <laughs> it's going to well, be the most competitive Olympic <laughs> cycle ever. There's no there's no tracks that are open for all anything right, track right. specific, right? So that's a big part of it. How hard is it to measure 400 meters out in your neighborhood? Not every country in the world has the types of restrictions that we do now. So you'll have other countries that have massive advantages over All other right. countries. That's a huge, those are huge financial implications besides the fact that we're in the heat of it right now. So if they're going to start talking about moving 2021 to 2020, but we're going to cancel the Olympics, but we're valuing the world championships while every other major sport in the world is closed down. It's probably sending a pretty poor message. My brain, my brain hurts right now. The whole, the whole point of, 
canceling or pushing all this stuff off is because you don't want people traveling from all these different places all right. coming together giving each other infected and then going back to their own countries that's exactly the worst thing you could do it was a harebrained idea fine yeah no but 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 if you tweak it like i'm saying which is you bring everybody together and then you keep them isolated if everybody's willing to be isolated that that wants to compete in these sports and and you just like geographically start isolating groups of people then you know people in Kentucky aren't going to get sick from people in Oregon or or people in in the United States are not going to get sick from people in in Ethiopia you know there, there are a lot of other creative things. I think, like, from our day-to-day stuff, too. I, I've got ideas on this, too, where you, you can, like, just categorize everybody, and, and then you have to stay within your category. And, and this kind of stuff could work. What do you so mean in your category? What, hearing, what do you mean in your category? So if you're sick, you stay with the sick people? No, no, like, like let's say you, you, you color code everybody, and, and I haven't thought this totally through, but you this get This is more hairbrained right? than, than, than me saying no. the trial should be, or the Eugene should host No, it's not. No, it's not, because okay. I, have, I have science back to back <laughs> right, this up. All right, go ahead. Like, it, what they're saying right now, that there, there are some people that are saying, forget, forget the isolation, let everybody go back to work right. and let people die. This right. is dumb. The if if you want to though you can like you can zone certain commercial areas off and say this is a blue zone and you you get to pick whether you know you're going to wear a blue wristband you're you're young and you're and you don't care and 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 you you you're you're willing to be at risk whatever and so you put your blue wristband on now you can you can go to these zones commercially for work and all this stuff uh, but you cannot interact with anybody who isn't a blue wristband. Mm. If you have an orange wristband, you've identified yourself as a health risk, and so you're going to stay at home. It's against the law for a blue wristband person to to be in contact with the orange wristband person. I mean, you could do you could think things through like this, you know. I mean, it just it's just insane to think like uh, let's just let everybody mingle right now. Yeah, I, it's I, not. It's not. I haven't hashed out the details. Yeah, but, I just don't know how you're. All I'm get, saying is. Yeah, I, I like the but, outside the box. I do. Hey I, guys. Yeah. I thought we were not going to talk about the coronavirus. <laughs> like now we're hashing out the way to separate people and the population. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because because I want athletes. I I, I want to watch sports. I want to watch sports that I don't too. already know the I results know. too. That's true. All right. How about doing the Olympics in 2022? How about that? The Olympics? Yes, or let's the... do the let's do the world worlds same. Uh, let's do worlds in twenty twenty one and Olympics in twenty twenty two. No, I don't think you can push that off that far. Can I just point one thing out before we get too far down the road? Okay. The, the Tokyo also hosted the nineteen sixty four Olympics, and as far as I know, that was okay. That was a success. So before people like start writing me and 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 telling me that I know they already did that. Okay. Yep. Tweet and, them and, at and I've been docs. thinking about this and then I keep forgetting and I was like I was like, I better throw this out there and make sure it gets recorded before I completely forget because we're talking about wristbands now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tweet him at William E. Docs if you're uh, if you're upset about uh <laughs> him bashing Tokyo. Um You know yeah. who, you know who's um you know who's loving this? Well, there's a lot of people who 
are actually loving this, who now the the heat and the tension is off them. Alberto Salazar is loving this. Um, the, 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 the sh- yeah, the, the this sh- is like the this carbon- is like one year of his ban is is is, an, is is null and void. We, we need to add another year onto he's his off the, on, he's onto off his the radar suspension. too. The, the carbon shoe people uh, lovers are loving this too. Um, I, you yeah. know, all those conversations are just totally totally gone. Um, can I? Can I say something that, yes. that you know you're and talking we'll get about off stories that were yeah. that were yeah. being robbed? Yeah. Well, with with the Olympic postponement, I, I was actually looking forward to seeing if uh, you know Alex Morgan is is uh, she's like one of the best players in the world and uh, plays for the U.S. women's team, and she's pregnant. She's going to have a baby next month, sometime in April, uh, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I she's been kind of training. She's been sneaky training through her pregnancy and i think that she was planning on trying to come back and make the olympic team this summer and that that was like a that for me that was kind of one of these you know on the back burner stories or or kind of a a, a quiet story that had the potential to be a a pretty awesome story and we're going to be robbed from that because she'll she'll have like now she has like uh, over a year to 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 get herself she'll back. Definitely make you know. it now. Yeah, she'll definitely make it. Yeah, she also has over a year to get pregnant again, though, too. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, you know that way too. Um, all right. Well, the Olympics will be, I think, twenty twenty one. I think that's we tried to we tried to hash it out here on PTN, and I don't think we've got a better solution than going with Tokyo twenty twenty one. It's a tough call on so many levels. Um, well, but, the, so here's here's the thing. Like, if if they have the Olympics in 2021, do you guys think that they should do the next Olympics in 2024, or should they push everything out for you know and and make them now four years separated? 2021, and then back yeah. to 2024. Agreed. But is there is I there so is there a case for this? Like, we've had a lot of world interruptions of the Olympics. Was was there a case where we did it on an odd year? They just canceled them. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't like during so. during the World War. Cancel it. Yep. See you. See you in four years. Yeah, I think. Um, I, I. I. Yeah. The move now. Well, and I think that at the time there wasn't all the money involved. Now there's just no way you can just cancel them. There's too much at stake. So. All right. Uh, yeah. Let this podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with. Six area DC locations. Pacers running is for every run. Uh, during this time, uh, we are doing curbside pickups. We are doing online uh, shopping and shipping. Uh, and you can visit us at runpacers.com. And right there at the front page tells you the details of how you can interact with us, how you can do business with us. And I will say um, it's been an overwhelmingly uh, amazing uh, response from the running community and I'm just so humbled and 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 just blown away by um, how people really want to support Pacers running and I really appreciate um, everybody I mean there's uh, you know listeners of this show have been unbelievable I've seen many of you purchasing shoes and gift cards and I know that your listeners are big fans of the stores and the show um, means more than you know right now so thank you very much do do you guys want do you want to know the answer to to that question about the Olympics? Yes, which if they've been uh, if they've been held on odd years. 
No, the the, the Olympics have been canceled three times. Wow. And in 1916, obviously because of what, Farley? Um, World War One. Yes, and yeah. then in in forty and forty four because of World War Two. <laughs> yeah, yes. and Got it. and they picked back up in 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 forty eight. So they 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 never postponed. They they canceled them. Wow. Okay. So this is unprecedented. What we're doing in twenty twenty one on an odd year. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's I think it's in the best interest of everybody to have the Olympics um, and give the athletes a chance because yeah, I mean these these training centers these swimmers are expected to we're expecting to train in these uh, training centers in Colorado and they're just shut down so they just don't have the facilities track athletes you know for the distance runners a little easier uh, Docs was making the case that you just find 400 meters and you know you distance just, running is the is the easiest yeah. thing in in this whole shutdown right but but the, for the other athletes can be very very difficult yeah. Contact sports, yep. sports when when you have to swim in in, in filth. Yeah, that's Very difficult. True. Very true. Yeah. What about having like a, a virtual Olympics, <laughs> or or everybody just like an honor system Olympics, where where everybody just kind of writes to the IOC and you tell them how fast you could have run. I like and, that, and then they guess, compile that. Yeah, that gives me a shot. Um, yeah, let's do the honor. Let's do honor sports. Honor system Olympics sounds sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So, what are you guys up to uh, now that you're quarantined? Um, give me give me your day. Give me your day. What is? I want to know what I want to know what shows you guys are binge watching. Zero. I know. You know what? I think um, I've never heard of that show. Zero. <laughs> is it a Billy Corgan uh, biop? <laughs> I, I think the. Uh, it is. Uh, we've been working. I think. We're in a unique situation, so we have still have our nanny um, that's helping us with the boys. Um, so Chris hmm. and I have been teleworking and working. I feel like I've been more productive than I've ever been in my life, hour for hour. These last like the last like ten days or so. Honestly. She's been locked in, yeah. So she's been working a lot. Um, I, uh, I I think there is a show. Um, that uh comes out tomorrow that we're interested in ozark so i think we're gonna watch that oh yeah so i think that that starts you guys you guys have watched all the previous seasons of the ozark so so that's the one one that we're gonna gonna watch Uh, you guys haven't watched the tiger documentary you know what a buddy of ours recommended that one uh have not watched that one um but yeah i think have you watched that i've heard a lot about that recently it's it's all the rave right now i know yeah uh, but but if you start watching it now, you're like way behind the curve. I know. So maybe I'll check that out. I mean, you can still check them all out. You can start with the first show. It's like seven seven episodes. Uh, is that yeah. correct on Netflix? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so no, haven't watched really anything. Uh, how about you? What 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 shows should our audience be watching? Well, I, I, guys, uh, Pearl Jam has released a new album. Their first new album in 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 a very long time. Uh, and so that's exciting. I got it on Tuesday, so there's no point in, listen, in, in watching TV. Just listen to Pearl Jam all day long. Okay. <laughs> that's good. How do you rate advice. it, Docs? Dude, I like it. It's good, but uh, I, I think that comes as no surprise. I, I will say that um, I'm in the, the fan club, and so you, you could pre-order uh, through their website, so it showed up. It actually doesn't release officially until tomorrow, but... It, it showed up in the mail early, um, and and I got the CD, opened it, 
and realized my laptop doesn't have a CD player and the CD player in my house is broken. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No one, no one uses so, CDs anymore. Yeah. yeah. I know, but I mean, they haven't put out an album in such a long time. I didn't really think this through. Yeah. So I had to fix my CD player. Wow. You and John Green handy. That would not have happened at our house. That thing would have gone in the trash and (laughs) we would, we would have gone to a store that's probably not open and we would have not been able to get a CD player. uh, Yeah. At least. Well, I think if you want to get a CD player now, you have to go to like Goodwill or something. Yeah, I know. That's probably true. They don't sell them at Best Buy. Um, all right, so anything else going on at Home Docs? I mean, you're, you're pretty used to this. As you said, you, you've you tweeted. Yeah, uh, I told you. A new Pearl Jam album came out. Yeah, what else it? do you want? Okay, yeah. Uh, and you could follow Matt Williamy Docs. Um, he's got this quarantine thing down, um, as he's mentioned yeah. on Twitter. Uh, so if you need any uh, advice, uh, tweet him at Williamy Docs. And you can always tweet the show at Pace the Nation uh, as well. And uh, maybe in your downtime, Docs, you can, um, you can get back to the uh, Pace the Nation Twitter as well. Oh, um, that was a weird way to ask me. So I, I was walking, I was walking down the street yesterday, and there were about twenty-seven fire trucks in, in, on the corner of the street. And I, I know I'm exaggerating, like, but there were at least uh, eight big fire trucks and a bunch of the those little you know, suburbans, not so little, but compared to the fire trucks, they look little. I mean, it it was, it was so many trucks. And so I, I walked down the street and I'm kind of looking, you know, looking at things and they had closed off, uh, they, it was at an intersection. So they had like police closing off four different roads, um, you know, at, at, at the, at the other end of this, uh, intersections so that people couldn't even drive down there. So I walked down just to see what was going on. I was like, this, this has got to be the, you know, bigger than, than the great fire of Chicago, <laughs> given the amount of tension right. that we have here, I couldn't tell which house they were working on. Right. <laughs> I had no idea. Uh, and did you and, ask? But I, I did. What's that? Did you ask? Yeah, I asked and it was, it was, uh, you know, one of my neighbor's homes and, and then, but the weird thing was there were trucks parked down the street and they were disconnecting their hoses from a fire hydrant, which which had to have been like, you know, uh, a, a good 600 meters away. It, it didn't seem like it was very effective. So I asked one of the firefighters, you know, wh- why would they connect all the way down here? And he had a good answer. He's, he's like, well, they're on different water mains. So if a water main's broken, we won't have disrupted service. I'm like, these guys are, are, are really good at what they do. So So I appreciate that. So today I was walking to the bank and I was walking down the street and the woman who owns the home was, was out getting her trash cans. And I asked her, I was like, Hey, you had some, you had a lot of excitement, uh, yesterday, everything. Okay. She said, yeah, her, her, her microwave, the power supply caught on fire. And, uh, so it it was a legit fire and it was worse than, or it, it looked worse than it was because the house filled up with smoke and, uh, she said that the fire response was, was pretty good. And she's thinking about reporting a fire every day because she, she appreciated having other people to talk to. I, <laughs> and it was a people good, people distra- are going to start making those emergency calls for some, for some camaraderie. I know. It was a good yeah, distraction yeah. for you. She's too. like, it's, it's good to see another human being. I told her it's not that great.
All right, great show, guys. Uh, thanks again to John Green for joining us on Face the Nation today. Uh, give him a follow on Instagram. It's Go Green XC. Go Green. Go Green. Like he's going green. Yeah. Yeah. Good for the environment. Nice. Good for the environment. Yeah, so give him a follow. Thanks uh, to, to John. Uh, good interview. Congratulations uh, to him and Nolly Seidel for uh, making that Olympic team. All right. We'll do another quarantine show next week. You guys in? I guess so. All right. All right. For Julie Cully and William E. Dox, I'm Chris Farley. This has been Pace the Nation. We'll see you next week. made it after bedtime yes in theory <laughs> i know our kids are ridiculous yeah. our kids run the show run the household <laughs> uh. <laughs> hey guys social distancing you remember we were recording once and uh there was a lady uh, uh in there talking on the phone and yeah. and she was basically like talking about how she was going back to jail because she committed a crime. That's right. And I don't know I who do she was talking to. And we were like, hey, uh, and at first we were like, hey, we're recording everything here and we can hear everything you're saying right yeah. now. And at first she was like annoyed at us for like, mind your own business. And then she realized like when we were like, everything you're saying yeah, is being recorded right now. It. She got the heck out of there. <laughs> <laughs> she was guilty. God. Can you open the door and tell them that, that society is failing because of them? I know. I know. Our society has crumbled because of people like you. I know. <laughs> Actually, oh. that might be what I do with my day tomorrow. <laughs> Just walk around and tell people that. <laughs> All right. I think we're close. Yeah, get back to work. I heard that. Yeah, you can even hear that. Wow. You know, uh, I'm now remiss that I didn't think of this while we were recording, but uh, our perfect excuse for why I didn't pick his athlete for being top three at the Olympic trials is because she's never been on the show before, and that was my criteria. Yeah, just by the two greatest words in the English language, default.